In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have decided of the Lord, that will I see. Oh, 
Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. of this world may be so peaceably ordered by your governance that your church may joyfully serve you in all godly quietness through Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit one God now and forever The Old Testament reading for the fourth Sunday after Trinity is recorded in Genesis chapter 50. 
When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph, saying, Before your father died, he commanded, saying, Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. Now therefore do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. This is the word of the Lord. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. And they shall sing of the ways of the Great is the glory of the Lord. For the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake. 
is recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12. <clears throat> Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy hungers, feed him. If he thirsts, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. the throne judging in righteousness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Alleluia. Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Jesus said to his disciples, Be merciful just as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. 
For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And he spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made. Men, and for our salvation, came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said to his disciples, Be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. This is the word of the Lord. How is it possible for a man who is hated by the members of his own family and in resentment wanted to murder him and sold him into slavery for such a man to forgive his brothers, and to say to them, God sent me ahead of you to Egypt to save many people alive. How is it possible to make such a radical interpretation of events that Joseph was sinned against cannot be denied, that they hated him and maliciously and with intent to kill, conspired against him. And yet he does not judge them. He does not condemn them. The words of Jesus in the Sermon on the Plain from Luke 6, be merciful just as your Father also is merciful, reach both backward throughout the entire Old Testament and forward to us. They are what characterize Christians who believe in a forgiveness that they do not deserve. How is it possible for Jesus to keep silent, to turn the other cheek, when the members of his own church hated him? Because it was the love of the Father that moved his heart in all that he did to lay down his life, not only for us, but for the whole world. Be merciful as your Father in heaven is merciful, once again, corresponds to the week in which we celebrate the anniversary of our country's birth that God establishes and works through the messy thing called government, which is filled with all kinds of people, most of whom are not Christians, is the sign of the universal grace of God in Christ for all mankind. Christian citizens are unique in this world. Our faith in the mercy of God in Christ Jesus is why we treat those from radically different points of view with respect and compassion. That none of us deserve what Jesus has done for us upon the cross is why we are concerned about the welfare of our nation. 
and of all our citizens. Be merciful as your Father in heaven is merciful is the call to faith in God's grace that it might spill over into the way we treat others, especially those who do not know Christ and those who persecute us for our faith in him and what we believe. This is reflected, as you can already see, in all three readings for the fourth Sunday after Trinity. Joseph, prince of Egypt, did not treat his brothers as they deserved, but forgave them and provided for them and comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Paul encourages us to do the same in the epistle. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Ultimately, these words are the call to faith in Christ. A faith in the one who is greater than ourselves. I'd like you to consider something you may not have considered before. Could it be that God is permitting the radical disintegration of our society and culture as an opportunity for the church to bear witness to a better way that is anchored and rooted in the gospel of Jesus, which transforms every aspect of our lives, marriage, family, life together, and concern for the salvation and earthly and temporal welfare of those who do not know Christ. The old spiritual, they'll know we are Christians by our love, is not false. We are right to be concerned about the disintegration of our society. Several years ago, we saw the rioting and looting in the name of social justice we still see the effects on the streets of our cities. The rise of atheistic ideologies, Marxism recast as social justice. We see this raw hatred spill over against the church, especially since the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Do you know there are churches that have been firebombed in our own country because of their firm stance on the gift of life, yet we don't hear of it. Jesus says to us this morning, be of good cheer. You belong to me. And that's what matters. And it's belonging to Christ which shapes our lives and disposition toward others. He will not forsake his own. Never. He will not forsake his church. Never. Does that mean persecution may come? Absolutely, because we are the body of Christ. He promises to work his good for you and for his church, even though the world at times seems to be utterly out of control. 
and even when we suffer the brunt of the fiercest attacks. Again, back to Joseph. Joseph was sinned against by his brothers, but through it all, God was with him. And you see the bright light of the gospel shining so brilliantly in the things that Joseph does. He's working as servant in Potiphar's house. He is falsely accused by Potiphar's wife of adultery, but he will not defend himself. That's amazing. From the worldly point of view, he had every right to defend himself. He was not guilty of adultery, but he not only doesn't offend, defend himself, but he allows the charge to stand if for no other reason than to preserve the marriage between Potiphar and his adulterous wife. And the Lord was with him in prison, though forsaken there and not remembered after he interpreted the dreams of the butler and the baker. And when he finally is released, and after seven years of plenty and the famine descends, he does not take revenge upon his brothers, but he leads them to repentance and faith. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. When Joseph says in Genesis 50, our Old Testament reading for today, am I in the place of God? The answer is actually yes. For he was like a minister who stands before the congregation or before the penitents in the confessional and says, in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The mercy and the grace of God in Jesus, the coming Savior, is that which captured Joseph's heart and life, and it is also what made him a faithful prince in Egypt, serving even the pagan Pharaoh and the citizens of Egypt. The mercy of God in Christ poured out so abundantly upon the cross is what transforms our lives. Judgment, condemnation, wrath, these belong to God, not to us, and he has satisfied the just claims for judgment and condemnation in the death of his son. God has taken away our judgment. Jesus bore every injustice for us. He received the condemnation that you and I deserve, not only for the sins that we're aware of, but also the multitude of other sin in our own lives, the lion's share of which we are not aware of. His undeserved mercy is what makes the difference in our lives. It is what characterizes being a Christian citizen. In Christ, we are always free citizens, free of sin, free of judgment, free of fear, free of condemnation, because we belong to Christ. Our engagement in this world is always one of respect, compassion, and love, because we believe in him who is love in the flesh. As free citizens, our greatest privilege 
is to bear witness to the mercy of God in Christ to those who do not believe in Christ. That does not mean accepting the lawlessness of our world. It does not mean accepting the creed of the social Marxist in our world. It means that in confessing Jesus, we hold up the better way that is found in him. As free citizens, our greatest privilege is to bear witness to the mercy of God toward those who do not believe in Christ. So there is a close correlation between rejection of Christ and hatred of the evil of this world. All evil is rooted in the absence of God's mercy in Christ. Therefore, what the world needs to see and hear most from the free Christian citizens is love and compassion toward those who hate us. This is what Jesus speaks about the coals, the hot coals heaped upon their head. Only the mercy of God can purge away the dross of self-righteous unbelief. As we live in a world that hates what we believe in, Jesus encourages us to place our confidence in what he has done for us in the cross. So when you hear Jesus' words, hear them this way. Judge not. Why? You shall not be judged. Condemn not. Why? You shall not be condemned. Forgive. Why? You shall be forgiven. Give. Why? It is given to you, good measure, this grace of God, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, is poured forth into your bosom. That's what he gives you in the absolution, in his holy body, and in his precious blood. If these things are true in our disposition and relationship before the world who does not know Christ, how much more, dear brothers and sisters, is it not to characterize the life of faith in God's mercy among brothers and sisters within the church? There are sins and hurts and grievances that happen between Christians. It is the love of God that we see manifest in Joseph, which calls us to let go of every sin, every grudge, even those we're unaware of, and to live in his mercy toward one another. The only thing that can bind up the wounds of a broken heart and the only thing that can give to each of us eternal and lasting peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.
Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, keep us from self-idolatry that seeks to avenge ourselves on our enemies by repaying evil with evil. Grant us rather to overcome evil with good and live peaceably with all, bearing witness to Christ's universal grace for all mankind in all that we do and say. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, bless Robin Tylacker, Sandy Lewick, Rosie Copling, and Anders Rohde, celebrating baptismal birthdays this week, that preserved in the love of Christ, they remain faithful unto death. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, as your mercy is poured out in rich measure, so open the mouths of all ministers in the church to preach your blessed and saving gospel. Open the mouths of Christians to proclaim the marvels of him who has called them out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let our works of mercy attest to the love we have received from you. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of all, you raised up Joseph according to your plan to exercise authority in Egypt working good from what was meant only for evil. Work by your power in your holy church and among all Christians, that as our nation celebrates its anniversary for which we give hearty thanks this week, Christians may bear witness to a greater dominion of your eternal love in the redemption of the world in Christ Jesus and of the better life that is found in him who gave his life for us all. Work by your power in the leaders and authorities of our nation, whom you have set in place, that many would be kept alive and protected in this life through their governance and serve the cause of the church so that the word of the gospel is not bound, but has free course. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, we commend to your care and keeping all those who serve in the armed forces of our country, especially those from our own congregation, Jessica Franklin, John Franklin, Yvonne Ingram, Robert Haga, Morgan Thoney, and David Uttenreither. Grant them integrity of service, peace in Christ Jesus, and faithfulness, Lord, in your mercy. Sustain, almighty God, those who are suffering afflictions of the body, those recovering from surgery, especially Chuck, Wally, David, Andy, Walt, Mark, and those in treatment for cancer, Cheryl, Reverend Willie, Kathleen, Tanya, Dennis, Gabby, Peyton, Kathy, Beth, and Heather, and all who suffer in body or mind, Let them believe firmly that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory to be revealed at Christ's return. Grant them health and healing according to your will. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you are merciful and through Christ have promised that you will neither judge nor condemn us, but graciously forgive all our sins 
and abundantly provide for all our wants of body and soul. By your Holy Spirit, establish in our hearts a confident faith in your mercy. Teach us, in turn, to be merciful to our neighbor, that we may not judge or condemn others, but willingly forgive all and, judging only ourselves, lead blessed lives in your fear. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Unto the Lord our God. It is meet and right so to do. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.
Welcome to the divine service this morning. A couple of announcements. Uh, Pastor Christensen is on a brief vacation, so that's why he's not here this morning. Thanks to Megan Braunschweig and then Christine Franklin for pinch hitting this morning. Kathy is in St. Louis. Um, her father had some surgery, was not able to have some other surgery. He suffers with a number of heart issues as well as um, esophageal cancer. So please, uh, she's attending to uh, her father and mother and family business there. Keep them in your prayers. We will have Bible class this morning, uh, the funeral of Sarah. So let us enjoy the week. Thank <laughs> you. 